الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء على دين خليله فلينظر احدكم من يخالل او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters we are probably right at the edge of this very critical time that comes along which we have been talking about over the past few weeks and these lessons have been discussed previously and these lessons will be necessary to discuss now and later again the revision is extremely important so that we become very alert and conscious and by this revision and repetition inshallah we may take the step forward to make amal upon the advices given and protect and save ourselves from any harm and any ill effects coming upon our iman our deen the issue is this critical time of the holidays holidays are a time when everybody is very excited looking forward to very much but at the same time it's a very dangerous time and it is something that in many cases becomes such a problem for people that it puts them miles behind in terms of their deen and maybe not just miles months maybe years behind the progress a person made over the whole year come on holiday and everything gets reversed wiped out allah forbid sometimes people go worse off than what they started off with so therefore while the break and the time off is one thing and there's no problem with taking some time off and relaxing but where we con- take our time to relax how we conduct ourselves this is the very very crucial thing the issue at hand is the environment that we put ourselves in the environment has a very very deep and direct impact upon a person one alim gave one example mashallah very nicely expressed and explained that this was a real incident some person was working in one place and he somehow got locked up in the cold room so the cold room the door was left open or whatever and he went inside for something somebody saw the door open and they locked it they didn't realize somebody is inside now they locked it and went away he is trying to attract their attention shouting banging nobody is hearing because the cold room is quite insulated so nobody was hearing him so a lot of time passed some 12 hours passed in that cold room can you imagine a person locked up in a cold room a few minutes in that cold room is quite a problem Here it was 12 hours in the cold room. 
after 12 hours somehow when they were now looking around for him they couldn't find him people are searching everywhere they didn't know what happened to him it happened that they found him somehow eventually in the cold room somebody might have gone in for something else or whatever the case is they found him in the cold room now 12 hours he was in the cold room when he came out he was very sick obviously bronchitis and already had become pneumonia he was having breathing problems that got treated finally he was admitted to hospital that got treated but one of the things that happened is lifelong he then suffered with arthritis severe arthritis lifelong he suffered with it now that was just 12 hours in the environment of a cold room now this is an environment it's unlike the environment that is outside the cold room it's a very very cold environment inside and perhaps Allah knows best it was a chiller it was a freezer Allah knows but it was a very cold environment and that effect lasted a lifelong it last, lasted a lifetime lifelong he had to suffer from that arthritis now that was the effect on the physical self the 12 hours in an in an environment that was not conducive to the health of a person just the 12 hours left a li- lifelong effect and that pain that suffering arthritis is a very painful condition Allah Ta'ala protect one and all and those who have such ailments Allah Ta'ala give them shifa and afiyat but those who have this kind of condition they know and they will tell us that what a difficult and painful condition this is now it left this difficult and painful condition lifelong so this is the effect on the physical self likewise and an environment that is not conducive to the spiritual health. It is impossible that a person can leave that environment without that spiritual health being affected. It will happen. It must happen. Because that's dunya, that a person comes in an environment, whatever is in that environment is going to impact. My Ustad Azat Ma Abdul Hamid Saab Dan Barakatuhum was in Durban and is still in Durban for this few days. He gave an example in one of his talks that many years back he was talking about, this probably was more than 30-40 years ago, that uh, one of his ustads, very pious person, somebody came to him and he said to him that he is sending his daughter to study in the UK. Now this is 35-40 years ago. So here in South Africa at that time, things were very, very uh, conservative, even on a government level. Many things were not allowed in the country, it was illegal. All the kind of filth that is nowadays all part of life for many people, that was illegal. If a person was found in possession of such things, it would have been a big offense. Gambling was illegal. Many of the vices that are today just completely all opened out. This was all illegal. And in the UK at that time, all this was open. It was fine. Free for all. Now this person came to 
the father of one girl came to this Hafiz Sahib, Hafiz Sallu Sahib, Rahmatullah and he is now, because he's a pious personality of the community, so he came to him, and he is requesting him that, look, please make dua, and he's saying, I'm sending my daughter to study in the UK. Now she's going to go to study in the UK, she's going to stay there, she's going to have her own flat, her own car, she's going to apparently be very free, and in the freedom of that place, she's going to be alone there. Now he came to ask for dua. He's sending his daughter and he came to ask for dua. And the dua is asking that make dua, she remains safe. Nothing happens. So Hafiz Sallu Sahib Rahmatullahi, very wise, pious old person, he kept quiet for a while. And then he said to that father, and he said to him that what you are asking me to do is, what you are saying is that you are sending your daughter out into the rain and I must make dua that she, didn't, she does not become, she does not get wet. That the rain must not fall on her, she must not get wet in any way. So this is obviously a very, very far-fetched thing that somebody can ask for. That somebody is going to walk outside in the rain and then too the person is making dua, asking others to make dua, that I must not get wet in any way. How is that going to happen? In dunya, the system is that if a person puts his hand in fire, he'll get burned. If a person puts his hand in water, he'll get wet. So likewise, if a person is in an environment of vice, environment of evil, environment of all kinds of wrong things, music, intermingling, things that are far away from deen, how is it going to happen that that is not going to have an impact? It's going to have an impact. And the impact that it has, it starts blocking off the enthusiasm for righteousness. Now a person's amal suddenly start just diving, just dropping. The person was caught punctual on so many things, all that just takes a nosedive. Then the person was refraining from so many sins, the inclination towards those sins just suddenly surge. And the person's heart and mind gets turned away in a negative direction. Now this becomes the initial impact, that the heart, the inclination of the heart is now different. First the person was inclined towards tilawat, inclined towards zikr, dua, inclined towards salah obviously, inclined towards righteousness, inclined towards staying away from sin, though there might have been a mujahad also, but the mind and heart was saying, no, don't go towards this. Now suddenly it's the opposite. Now the inclination towards salah, towards zikr, towards tilawat, towards righteousness has died. It's turned away. And the inclination towards haram is headlong. High, very severe inclination towards evil and vice. Where did this come from? It came from that environment. The person might not have deliberately been doing something incorrect. The person didn't deliberately uh, misuse the eyes, didn't deliberately misuse the ears, etc., but that environment is going to have a direct impact and is going to affect the Iman. 
is going to affect the deen of a person, is going to make a person very negative towards righteousness. Now, can we afford this? Can we allow this to happen to ourselves? And these environments where the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala is taking place. Now, in this time of the year, the beaches, for example, these are totally no-go areas. The beaches are completely out of bounds for a Muslim. How can a mu'min be in the middle of that kind of shameless crowd? One is a person has to walk somewhere to go to one's work. Now there's all kinds of things happening on the road, etc. However, out of sheer necessity has to pass from there and carry on. Then to the Quran Sharif commands him, وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِاللَّغْوِ مَرُّوا كِرَامًا That when they pass by law, by futility, by sin, out of necessity they have to cross over and move on. They do so in a manner that they are passing by in a dignified way. They don't allow themselves to get caught up in these things. So the person will walk past very fast. And he will walk past as quickly as he can. He will walk past with his heart engaged deeply in dhikr. He will walk past with his eyes cast very low. And he will be walking past in fear also. That I am afraid that I must not get affected by this. When he walks past in this manner, inshallah, there is hope that he will walk past without getting affected by what he had to pass by. So, that is now out of sheer necessity, he has to pass, he will go by it in this manner. But now a person is deliberately going without need, without reason, meaning he is not forced to go there. One is now his job is there, etc. He is not forced to go there. He is deliberately putting himself in such a situation, such an environment. So it's obvious what the outcome is going to be. And then on top of that, when the person is deliberately going there, he is not going there out of sheer need. He is going there now to entertain himself. That now this is a shopping entertainment experience. There's a new word some people have coined up, shoppertainment. Whatever that means, Allah knows. A shopping center for entertainment. So now these kind of fairs and bazaars and malls and whatever else, where all this fitna abounds. These are areas that we have to stay far away from. That beach is not a place for a mu'min to be there at this time of the year. These so-called beach events... These are like a person saying, I am going to jump in the fire, but I mustn't get burnt. Attending such events is totally out of the question. So we need to now make a decision for ourselves. We have spoken and we'll keep speaking and we'll keep listening. But have we made a decision for ourselves? Or is it that, well, let these things just carry on. Whatever is being spoken will carry on and we'll carry on doing what we want to do. Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala save us, that we could end up in a very, very difficult situation. We could end up in a situation that is extremely uh, detrimental for our iman, for our amal. It could cause major calamities for us. And Allah forbid something happens in that moment there and our life goes. What kind of death that will be? So we need to make this decision that I don't want to be part of such environments. I don't want to be in such an environment at any time. 
in such places where such activities are taking place which draw down the displeasure of Allah wa ta'ala, draw down the wrath of Allah ta'ala, I don't want to be there. Let us make this decision. Now when you make this decision, there will be all kinds of things that will happen. Somebody will mock you, somebody will laugh at you, somebody will pressurize you to now change that decision. Somebody will uh, make all kinds of comments, but this is something to patiently bear and to remain steadfast, not to get affected by these comments, not to get affected by these kind of statements and remarks and criticism and all kinds of other pressure. We don't get affected by this. What will help us tremendously, one of the things to do and which will help us tremendously, the fadail amal, the stories of Sahaba and their sacrifices for deen and especially the stories of those who were young Sahaba, the stories about the woman among the Sahaba. This is something to read and to read repeatedly. We should take time to read it in our own time, read it with our families as well. In class we have time, after the exams are over, we should read this, read it thoroughly. And inshallah, we'll see the tremendous himmat and courage coming from this. Because these are real incidents, these are not just some fairy tales. That what kind of sacrifices people made for the sake of deen. Read about Bilal radiallahu sacrifice. Read about Mus'ab bin Umair radiallahu ta'ala Read about the sacrifice of Hazrat Asma radiallahu ta'ala anha, of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, the other Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the, the, the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the Azwaj Mutahharat, and then the daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Read about Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha, and all the various Sahaba and Sahabiyat, what kind of sacrifices they underwent to uphold their deen. They didn't compromise on that. They didn't get carried away by the circumstances. They remained firm. So this is the lesson that we need to inculcate. This is what we need to also now make a decision for ourselves. So the thing that is going to help us tremendously is to now increase our a'mal. More tasbihat, more zikr, more tilawat. And in this way, inshallah, and especially this reading of the stories of Sahaba and other pious personalities in other compilations as well to read about their lives and the sacrifices that they made for deen. These sacrifices will inspire us to also remain steadfast. What we have been learning in Madrasa wasn't for the sake of just some theory, just for the sake of examination. No, it is for the sake of saving us in life. So we need to now become very conscious, very alert, very afraid that we don't get swept away by the forces of nafs and shaitan and before we know it we have fallen far away. We need to make a decision to remain firm and steadfast and inshallah we will see the tremendous help of Allah wa ta'ala and apart from that the main place is akhirat. This little sacrifice in dunya will bring the everlasting rewards of the hereafter. So may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we engage ourselves in this manner and we stay far away from every kind of environment 
every such environment which is not conducive to our deen, not conducive to our iman, not conducive to our akhlaq, not conducive to the practice on deen, inshallah in this way we will benefit tremendously in dunya also and the real place of benefit is the akhirat. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq due to the examinations today we will finish off earlier. Allah ta'ala make it easy for everybody and enable everybody to pass in every exam of dunya and akhirat. That is the main exam. Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين